0: Hey guys welcome back to another episode of the teacher cast i'm really excited today to be joined by the lovely moon tour emma it's also just known as just emma on instagram how are you today emma
1: i'm great Haley, how are you
0: i'm good thanks thanks so much for joining me on an episode uh, before we kick off the episode and get into some deep conversations um i just want to thank everyone for following my the instagram page the teacher cast we have now over 500 followers and i can see from the statistics now that uh, lots of people are really enjoying the podcast and enjoy and enjoy tuning in um so yeah i just want to say thanks so much and happy new year to everyone uh the episode i had before this was with the lovely maria um So if you haven't gone to check out that episode, I highly would, because I really think it's going to link into our conversation um, today with Emma. Uh, Emma, you're going to shine a light on moving from doing the PME into your NQT year. Uh, But first, if you want to maybe introduce yourself for people who have never come across your page before. um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sounds good. So as you know, my name is Emma. I am teaching senior infants in a school in Meath. It's quite a big school. There's like three of each class level. So it's a big school. Nice. I've senior infants and it kind of ties in well because last year as I was finishing out my PME, I had junior infants from like January till June. So it kind of was a nice transition. Yeah. It'd be great to have first class next year, kind of going the whole way up (laughs) uh, the the line. And I, while I'm teaching, I kind of really like teaching like science. I kind of pushing kind of the STEM kind of side of things like that's what my dissertation was on last year as well so Lovely. I kind of like pushing that with especially the younger kids because they love kind of that kind of investigation and as you know like active learning and all that kind of thing so yeah yeah that's a little recap of my life so far
0: nice and so you you just completed your master's then so you're in your NQT year is that right
1: In the NQT year, yeah exactly I just completed I finished in April last year so um did my interviews in july and then yeah got started then in september
0: oh fab and before the pme what did you do
1: my undergrad degree was in uh, psychology and science in maynooth uh, and nice. so it's a bit different a bit different from the pme but i kind of kind of halfway through that degree i kind of i was going to stop and i was going to switch to primary teaching but i just figured i may as well keep going with the four-year degree because mm-hmm. either way it was going to take me six years at that stage to do the teaching so i was like i may as yeah. well get the BSc and then go on and do the master's. So yeah, it's a bit different, but kind of a lot of the psychology can be intertwined with teaching as well, Totally, as kind of most people would know from teaching
0: yeah, I mean, I have an arts degree as well behind me, and I really think um I really think it just kind of gives you those few years to mature before you head on to do um your master's. Um so did you always want to be a teacher? Was that what you wanted to do when you finished school, or was it just that when you were in college? oh, actually, I, I think I'd like to pursue a career as a teacher. And if so, who was that person that inspired you?
1: Um so kind of like the whole way up to school, like as a child, I always wanted to be a teacher um kind of the whole way up through primary school and even like through secondary school. Yeah. Up until about fifth year the whole way. And then like we had a careers day in fifth year in school and I was actually just kind of put off the profession then there was a teacher there. And actually I knew the teacher and she was kind of she was very negative about the whole teaching experience. And she was like, mm-hmm. Oh no, Emma, it wouldn't suit you. Uh teaching isn't for you. And like as a sixteen year old I kinda I took that to heart and I was like, oh, she must know me. Like, she must know it's not for me. Yeah. And I kind of went off it then. And then I didn't really know what I wanted to do at all. Yeah. Um, in sixth year in school, like, I had medicine on my, on my CEO. Oh, my I God. Medicine <laughs> <business>. Dr. Emma. <laughs> yeah, medicine, business. Uh, I had French on it as well, I think. And then, obviously, science and psychology. Yeah. Um, so then, kind of, then, as I got through my degree, I kind of looked back again. I was like, no, like, I do want to go back to teaching. And I shouldn't have listened, obviously, to that teacher. Yeah. So I got to it now in the end and then there was teachers obviously growing up that would have inspired me at the same time mm-hmm. I had one teacher in first class in particular I really remember Um, she was from Derry I think so even her accent was some of the things I still remember so you know having like kind of good teachers the whole way up kind of helps and even had like, a fourth class teacher as well that I really remember so yeah so they you always
0: yeah. so you always had it in the back of your mind then that you, you it was want... there in the
1: back yeah I should have stuck it stuck out from sixth year but I got back to it so yeah it was always in the back of my mind there
0: yeah. I feel like um I feel like you know you're going to be a teacher from a very young age like even myself like I used to play teacher and I used to make like these little like books with a girl actually that lives on my street we used to like write little like workbooks for each other. It was like yeah. the weirdest thing but it was it was something that I really enjoyed. It was like no it was like creating resources but at a really young age and we used to write in like like a little like a4 like little notebook thing and then I remember like before we go on holidays we would hand it to each other and that would be like the thing that we would do but I don't know it was was that something that instilled that in me then as I got older um so Emma you said in I think it was your final year um you you worked with junior infants alongside everything else tell us more about that I know you know last year and this year going through a pandemic you know the tea like training as a teacher is just so I suppose not all over the place but it's definitely very uncertain and everyone's experience of it of going through a master's or an undergrad right now is so different to any time before which really makes you know having these conversations so interesting because it puts everything into context but I'd love for you to share you know lots of information about last year because what you experienced last year is now what's ahead of me so yeah. um and for many it, others
1: it was, it was messy to say the least I mean, yeah. not messy but like it was difficult because yeah. obviously yeah, going into the January that you're going to now yeah so our place was moved online because mm-hmm. we were finished in April they didn't have the option to push ours back mm-hmm. so they moved it was meant to start in January and they moved to start in February instead but it was mainly it was online for the whole of February and then yeah. for March you had the option to go in or not you he kind of, continue online or go in right. so kind of the school that I was kind of working a lot in at the time they really needed someone to take the, the junior infants because there was no one yeah. at all so I t- actually took on junior since in January last wow. year and I've never met the class before oh my god so the first zoom was hilarious with them so I had them all up and before the zoom call I was to the parents I was like make sure you put your child's name please because yeah. otherwise I'm not gonna know what to call them you're gonna call well, them
0: like the parent's name that comes up on the know, zoom or
1: like the phone name I was like okay so samsung galaxy is here <laughs> because I didn't know who the kids were yeah at all. yeah so that was kind of the biggest challenge probably so far and then even then coming up to february last year like we did parent teacher meetings and yeah. so obviously i'd never met the children so the parent oh
0: my god
1: over the phone but it was more like a teacher parent meeting for me i was calling them being like oh how's your child getting on anything you can yeah. tell me about your child they're struggling with oh my god it was completely backwards and then That's i got mad. into the class with them in march so kind of each month kind of just got not, no, well, Kind of, I got to know them kind of in a kind of really abstract way. Yeah,
0: it's like it's like it's only backwards. Like you're, oh, you're finding t- out the information from the parents, whereas you'd first of all find out about the child because you'd be assessing them. You'd be with them every day. Yeah, um,
1: so it was it was strange for me and for the parents. I think, and I was I was the third t- the third teacher those children had, had yeah. as well. So I think they kind of just wanted a bit of stability at that stage. Totally. So it was kind of it was good then that I got to be with them then from March to June. So. It was fun i love that kind of age group as well um yeah it was kind of difficult at the same time because mm-hmm. during in the april then we had our gail talked as well and it okay. was during term time they didn't do it during midterm so right. i w- I was teaching during the days from whatever it was like half eight till getting home at like half three and i had the gail talk then from like half four to nine i think
0: oh, wow long that was, days
1: that was, that was a rough week and then even the oral then was in april too um but then that was the last thing then and kind of it kind of all came together and I'd, I kind of I was ahead of the game with the dissertation a little bit I kind of I'd aim to have that done by February anyway so yeah. it was fine thankfully <laughs> I had well,
0: that out of the way I just can't imagine um going into a class you've never thought like doing all doing all the planning that's you know all like the school planning which you know you're not really prepared for it you don't really know every school is so different and you know every school has different teams and um, you know like you said you were in a school where there was three junior of my right it was it a three, three each, class yeah, yeah. yeah three so like you know in some schools you could be on your own uh, it yeah. could be a new startup school um so yeah I just I, I really wanted to say I admire your work ethic for that because I honestly <laughs> I it can't imagine like, yeah it, it
1: was tough and even there was another junior infants teacher last year as well there's only two in that school yeah but she was kind of working off completely different plans to me mm-hmm. because she kind of she kind of plowed along with her children a lot more than the teachers that had my class yeah. had. so they were kind of a bit more advanced than mine so again like I was doing different plans I was doing different fortnightlies and wow. kind of it made it a little bit it was tough but it kind of it threw me in the deep end which totally. was which is what happens in, in September anyway you kind yeah. of just get thrown in so at least I did it like earlier in the year as well so I yeah. kind of I wasn't as shocked in going September. into
0: September yeah, yeah totally so you finished up in the April then and then tell me about May and June was that just you solely working with the with the students and then kind of enjoying your summer or did you do summer provision tell me what you did
1: Yeah, so I was with the children from May and June. And then for July and August, I worked with a little boy with autism. He was only four. So I I went to him, I think it was nine to 12 each day. And kind of just working on his... As communication really, kind of yeah. playing with him and trying to kind of separate the play and kind of try and integrate some kind of work with the play. Right. But he was, it was non-verbal as well. So it was kind of just trying to get to communicate with him in different ways and kind of trying to find things that motivated him. So, yeah. like bubbles really worked for this child. So um, yeah. now he had bubbles and then you could kind of work the, put the work into the bubbles then as well. So yeah. I did that for July and August. But I kind of took some time to myself as well and kind of, I went away twice, I think just in Ireland. Um, nice and well-deserved yeah, break after the interviews I wait until after the, so the interviews are kind of held the end some of them start I had one interview the end of June mm-hmm. and then I had another interview start of July and right. I got I got a job for my second interview wow. um, well they can kind of go on I think normally they're kind of the first two weeks of July mm-hmm. and then kind of the second third week of August just for kind of planning wise that's when they usually are
0: yeah, yeah. You see, this is all this is all ahead of um, of me and you know my mm-hmm. cohort and any other student teachers that are you know in Ireland at the minute. Um, so I mean, you had to fill out a standard application form, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, where do you find out information on that?
1: So I did um, a webinar last year with oh, what's his name? He just-
0: is it the EB hub interview yeah
1: yeah, yeah the educate i did that one last yeah. year the education interview hub one and that was really helpful to be honest um so kind of that kind of guide you through the whole process and i still have the notes there i'll nice. use this probably again this year yeah so have it kind of guide you through the whole process of completing the standard application form and kind of the main kind of takeaway i took from it was that you kind of have to personalize it to the school because mm-hmm. if you don't do that like it's just going to be put in the no pile kind of for each application like you can have so much of it done kind of generally but yeah. then like for the personal interest section and there's a partner at the end as well where you kind of say how you'll contribute to the school ethos you have to look at the school website and kind of link it to what initiatives they're pushing so mm-hmm. say if you have on yours that you love drama and science and guelga, but you go on their website and it's all about pe and i don't know um english and kind of using i don't know comprehension strategies because so mm-hmm. you might want to kind of not change it completely but kind of reshape yours so it kind of so it suits the school and make sure you're applying to schools that you that want you, to work you, in as well exactly don't just apply to schools for the sake of it because like I know I probably applied to too many schools last year but if you're not going to be happy to work in it there's no point in kind of putting yeah. the extra pressure on yourself when Absolutely. there's no and um, that's a and great point the applica- sorry some of the jobs as well then will kind of require different things as well that's one other of main point, i say to kind of look at what they're requiring, so everything will be listed on uh, the education post website. What they need, so some schools will ask for like seven things, whereas wow. some will just ask for the standard application form.
0: Wow, oh my each. god, it's very yeah. um, it's very different from school to school, then. So that's that's yeah. good to know that you know that's not not that's not like irregular or not normal, it just depends on what the school are looking for. But a standard application form, like you said.
1: Oh always be requested. That. That. Some of the ETB schools are a little bit different though as well. Okay. Um I actually I didn't apply for any ETB schools, but they have a, a separate application process completely. Oh
0: wow. Um
1: so there's a with me, it's allowed me Meads ETB. I think I don't know if there's Dublin ones, I'm sure there is, but they have a separate application process. Um but I didn't actually apply to any. But just to keep that in mind, they don't accept a standard application form. Oh. They you complete an application on their site separately.
0: Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um thanks for sharing that, Emma. So you got your job then and you're with senior infants then mm-hmm. this year. So tell us how are you getting on so far? You've done you've done September to December, you made it this far. So how how is it?
1: Just about. But uh yeah, at the beginning it was kind of stressful. Like September was <laughs> the most stressful month like ever, and even like the first week or so, like staying up until ten or eleven at night yeah. trying to get stuff sorted for the next like it probably wasn't necessary, but I kind of wanted the classroom kind of ready to go the first like I had a lot up before they came in yeah but I kind of wanted it ready to go from the first week like with their pictures like on their way work wall and yeah. kind of having their pictures on the birthday wall and kind of all that kind of thing that couldn't be done until they'd started yeah and um, and like even kind of getting used to the plans as well so kind of I have I'm really lucky in that the teacher beside me also has senior infants and she's also my mentor so oh wow
0: yeah right beside
1: me and um, so good so yeah. So, and we kind of we collaborate on our planning as well. So there's three of us in senior infants. Uh, two of us are NQTs. So oh, cool. our mentor really kind of helps us, and we do like we do our plans together a lot of the time. So like we'll do the fortnightly together. We do our own weeklies for Drift, and then like the termly plans are done by the school actually, mm-hmm. which is kind of it's really helpful. It kind of takes a big chunk off what we have to do. So the long term plans are actually they're generalising the schools to the whole way up during Covid, they worked on whole school plans for each year.
0: group,
1: So it means we don't, not that we don't have to do long term plans, but that there's kind of generalised ones there that we can adapt to suit our needs. So it kind of takes a lot of kind of the base work that would be required to do like full on long term plans. But even that being said, it's still mad, <laughs> like September. <laughs> and then even we started, we started Drighid, I think, the second week, we did two full weeks and then we started Drighid on the Monday of the third week. Yeah. Um, so we kind of had we time to find our feet and then yeah. straight into the weeklies then for Drighid, which are kind of similar enough to the weeklies that you do on placement. They're similar, but they're a bit different. Again, as you said, every school is different. And kind of the yeah. templates that you'll use will be different, but there is a template on the NIPT website for the weekly plan. So I, I just use that one.
0: NIPT.
1: NIPT. Oh, yeah. N. NIPT. The, the National Induction Programme for Teachers.
0: Oh, very nice. Yeah.
1: So there's, <laughs> there's um there's templates there that you can use and there's loads of templates even just for Drift in general on that as well. Um, but when you do, when you start in your school, there'll be a Drift team there Yeah. and they'll go through a lot of the forms with you.
0: I'm laughing because I am like whoa <laughs>
1: it's, it's like information overload
0: yeah literally like I'm like Emma oh are you
1: doing this but like you know nothing before you start you know that kind of way and you kind of just get yeah. thrown in and you're like okay so you're starting DRIHID and like you do there is a webinar we did a webinar last May I think that's put on by NIPT I think it's kind of the kind of like introduction to DRIHID I'm sure there'll be one again this year yeah. But again, like it's very vague. And when you're not actually doing it, it's kind of hard to understand what they actually mean, if that makes sense. Because, yeah. yeah, it is. It's it is a lot like your is a big kind of commitment chunk that you kind of have to understand. But as I said, it's kind of more so when you get to it, you realize what's actually involved.
0: Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I think we could do a whole episode solely on, on Dread. Yeah, definitely.
1: I'm trying to go through it, yeah. 100%. Yeah,
0: totally. Um, so aside from Dread then, I mean, when you started your um your classroom, I know I've had Adam, Mr. Mentor, on mm-hmm. this podcast. He talked about setting up his classroom for the first time in terms of having a class because prior to that, I think he, he had set. He an
1: SET, I think, yeah.
0: So, like, how did you find like setting up your classroom was there any resources that you were like because like I'm thinking to myself like I don't have a birthday display I don't really have like you know because when you're on placement the, the classroom's already set up for you
1: yeah do you know exactly I kind of yeah when I went into my room um there was obviously there was nothing up because it's obviously cleared from the year before yeah. and I actually had just been given brand new presses into the room yeah um heck, they're on my page somewhere they're yeah really I saw amazing. them they're gorgeous full length presses so when I walked into the room I was like oh my god this room is amazing so much so much space to kind of hide things in (laughs) but um so I kind of I just started from scratch I'd kind of I'd made a list beforehand of kind of the things that I wanted to have Mm -hmm. so like I kind of I had my well work wall ready so Mm -hmm. I like I'd laminated whatever it was 27 sheets and kind of had them up ready 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 to go I think that's a good idea especially for
0: infants actually
1: yeah yeah exactly and like I'd had like the birthday display done and having like the timetables, I knew I was going to need timetables for Asher and for literacy station, so I had those ready to go as well. I'd actually I'd made them last year from infant, so I had those already thankfully. Yeah. And then having like a visual timetable as well, and I feel like that's so important. Mm-hmm. That was another thing that went straight up. Like my infants, they pull me on it constantly. It's like, teacher, teach her? We're not doing maths anymore. I'm like, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of near the end. I kind of started picking a child each day. I'm like, okay, you can move it because I'll just forget. <laughs> um, but they remind me more, and it kind of keeps them on track as well. And they know how much time is left. Then kind of That's get so them concept of time because at that age, at that age, they kind of they don't know what time is at all. They don't
0: know what five minutes um, is.
1: Yeah, exactly. But kind of just starting. I think when you get when you get to see your classroom kind of making a list first yeah I think is the most important thing and even seeing what resources you have as well because the classroom I'm in has so many art materials like I'm not gonna have to buy anything arty all year I wouldn't say yeah um, but then again I think a classroom right down the hall has very little so it's kind of it really depends on what the teachers before you in that room have kind of stocked up on and kind of doing like a little like maybe nearly audit of what's there when yeah. you see your first time so i was kind of lucky in the sense that after i got my job i went in like a week after i think and signed my contract and i asked as so i kind like, of go in and see it and he was like yeah of course and i took loads of pictures of kind of what was there and like i know i had a big job on my hands because the room was full of the other teachers kind of materials and yeah. i had to find somewhere new to put it in the new presses yeah um but yeah kind of just kind of seeing where you are at the beginning and kind of shaping it whatever way you want um and I put like things up in the ceiling as well kind of for the table markers yeah I actually loved those ones that you have because
0: from having experienced subbing um and you know particularly when you know they're dangling from the ceiling like on a str- on a piece of string it can be really hard to read them sometimes especially with yeah. the light especially if they're laminated so I think like what you had were like these big kind of were they like paper
1: yeah I made them kind of paper flowers kind of yeah, yeah paper and it's kind of just it's something different as well and kind of adds to the room
0: yeah um, but it's also easy to see from every aspect of the room yeah. not doesn't matter on the light so actually yeah. that would be something that I would definitely uh, mm-hmm. consider putting on my to-do list
1: yeah and even I think one thing as well to have when you're a teacher just in case it's ever a sub I think it's so important to do is like every time I change their seats I do a seating chart like I draw up the room and I yeah, kind of have like I do a that their names are on them just because if a sub comes in at least they can just look at that then instead of them having to go around and do it when they come in, in the morning yeah I
0: always even, have to do that
1: yeah so at least I, al- I have that on the wall there so kind of whenever anyone's in they can just look at that and they can kind of see like and it goes I have each table colored whatever it is whatever color they, they are,
0: are yeah such yeah. a good idea yeah I actually I think um I was like looking through your page the other day on Instagram and I remember seeing the the seating plan top tip because and I was like it's such an Emma thing it's such a like so organized uh, but it's so true like I've often spent like five minutes and you, you're like you and you, you don't know their name yet yeah, like you with
1: the glasses
0: <laughs> yeah and they're like who mean and I'm like no I'm the guy behind you <laughs> you know um but it does take time in the morning and it also can affect your classroom management because they can think oh well she doesn't know my name she won't get yeah. to know my name and it stops all that nonsense do you know yeah. what I mean exactly well well I definitely think it's all ahead of me is there any other is there any other tips Emma that you'd, you'd recommend like even as you know resources or games or you know anything that stood out from you going into your NQT year that you weren't prepared for that you know now
1: I think it's kind of just getting to grips that it's, it's not going to be a walk in the park. I know that's terrible, but like yeah. kind of getting t- to terms with the fact that like the first month and a half is kind of, is kind of like placement, to be honest. The amount yeah. of paperwork you kind of have to get used to. I kind of just trying to, as best you can, kind of timetable time off. I know it's really mm-hmm. hard and it's your class and you want it to be perfect, but at the end of the day, like if you're not well rested, the children are going to see that and they're not going to benefit from you being there. Mm-hmm. So kind of like, I know you're really good at this anyway but kind of making sure you take your time off mm-hmm. and just kind of know that like if something doesn't get done that day like you can do it the next day like the next day is there and um, I kind of only kind of came to terms with that near the end of the term and yeah. uh, kind of leaving things that don't need to be done and um, because I kind of like to plan a week in advance I know it's a bit psychotic but I kind of <laughs> would always plan a week in advance so even, yeah like when I left there before Christmas like I have everything done for Ashtar for like nearly for all of January but all the resources printed and kind of laminated oh but my it, god you don't need to do that but I had time because yeah. I didn't I wasn't planning the last week so yeah. I had time to do the Astra for then I was just
0: like for me like that's the level of organisation that like really thrills me yeah like, I even... I know Sorry. and like not everyone is like that though and not not that's not expected at all
1: no not at all like I just I just work best that way I think because I, I couldn't go in and not know what I was doing I know some teachers do and they go in and write their plan that morning and that's just the way some people work but I just I just can't I have to kind of like I have Thursday and Friday written in my planner already I did it only this week though just in case we weren't (laughs) going back but uh, I have that written in and like I have my plan done for the week after as well but kind of um but even resource wise I feel like trying not to kind of over depend on some of the books at times as well, because I know a lot of Mm -hmm. the time in in schools and you realize when you go into it, a lot of it is focused on that you have to get that book done. Whereas it's completely different than placement Mm -hmm. because when you're on placement, kind of just to get your creativity juices flowing, I suppose the college would ask you to kind of make your own resources and kind of avoid using the books, Mm -hmm. which is good in a sense. And obviously it allows the children to kind of approach work in different ways. Mm -hmm. But I think it kind of, it doesn't really set you up well for when you go into a classroom Mm -hmm. then and you're expected to get so so, like so many pages done each week yeah whereas when you're in placement your your mindset is completely different Mm -hmm. so I think you kind of need to go in and try and find that balance so say for example like I know for myself like for maths um obviously we do maths every day but like three or four of the days I'll do the book like do some kind of active activity with them all first kind of whole class kind of activities then on a Friday like we do maths games instead of like math stations yeah just to try and move them away from the books in that kind of regard so yeah. kind of getting into grips with that and not being afraid to say not anything to say or to kind of put in place yourself oh I know I'll get the books done I can spread it out a bit more you know the kind of way
0: totally yeah, yeah. I, particularly in infants anyway um from I because I I was subbing in senior infant support there just before Christmas but I I had a week where I was in class and you know like well the class I was in they were very very bright and very competent and like children you have some children that are just able to read like and then you've others obviously that don't that can't blend their their sounds but you know when you do have those children and when you have a lot of children in the class that can blend their words they're flying through those workbooks Mm -hmm. they're not challenging enough yeah not
1: at all and even but then some of the pages and some of the books are so hard I'm like where have they come for these books some of them so A lot of the time, kind of, you do have to supplement things or kind of differentiate on the spot nearly because you, I'd yeah. have maybe five or six of them who just kind of wouldn't be able for some of the work and mm-hmm. kind of come up with things on the spot, which you don't really realize as much. Obviously, when you're on placement, you kind of have to differentiate, obviously, in advance all the time. Yeah. Whereas your, when your you're paperwork. actually teaching realistically, you don't have time to write because you, you're not doing individual lesson plans. Yeah. So a lot of it is differentiating on the spot and kind of just kind of adapting and reacting to what's happening so that's so exciting uh, yeah <laughs> but from
0: exactly. i think like i'm um, after you like chatting about like your classroom and you know what's ahead like i'm actually really excited like because i mean i don't know what class i'm going to have in september if i even have a class if i'm lucky enough to get a class mm-hmm. um i would love to have a class doing my year Um, but sure who knows overall then do you feel that the pme prepared you for your nqt year
1: and um, yes, I sp- yes and no. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. the placements kind of did help. Yeah. And like, doing a thesis that I was kind of interested in helped because I could kind of bring that interest in STEM forward with me now during my teaching. Yeah. But then, as I said, like, the placements at times, and you'll be told this anyway, are slightly kind of unrealistic to what it would be like to have your own classroom. Yeah. And kind of not having anyone to kind of not even to guide you, but you're literally just given your class in September and they're like, no one unless you ask for help, mm-hmm. no one will kind of actively come in to help you, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you're completely on your own. And like you're equipped with the tools to do that. But I just think that in some ways placement kind of gives you, I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of like a false kind of impression of what teaching can be at times. Mm. Because a lot of the time you have to be a lot more, a lot like more flexible than would be allowed kind of on placement. So say like even in my school, a lot of the time, even like, say, like the two weeks up to Christmas. Yeah. So, like, there'd be, there's active breaks for like 10 or 15 minutes every day for like active week. Yeah. Or active, they're doing 14 days of fitness, I think it was. Yeah. Um, oh, so fitness, kind of that, I like that, that. Yeah. That would kind of change your plans then. Yeah. And then, even like, if someone was coming in, say the kids had GAA all of a sudden. So, you'd have to kind of think on your feet more so than on placement. You kind of, you're kind of more kind of stuck to a timetable, if that makes sense. yeah. Gotcha,
0: because you'd have a knock on the
1: door yeah exactly whereas when you're teaching you kind of you know yourself that you have to get so much done during the week and you kind of in your head you can kind of give yourself some kind of discretionary time because there is discretionary time there to be used mm-hmm. and kind of just for things that might come up
0: totally that's so exciting though that's actually one thing that my school placement tutor mentioned to me she was saying like how you know the flexibility that you have as a teacher when you do finish will be unbelievable like if you're doing a nativity like that's so much oral language
1: yeah, exactly. You know. And even yeah, we did Christmas performances there and my children they sang four songs and they did a poem as well. And like even kind of doing some dancing. So there's so much integration there. Like if you've got drama yeah. and music and oral language and PE yeah. And-
0: P- exactly. or dance, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you've so many kind of things integrated there that like you wouldn't you might not have the chance to do one place because you wouldn't be able to kind of amalgamate all the subjects in one. Mm. And obviously you can just compensate for the core subjects then. They're still being covered, but mm. obviously we have so much time by the end of the year so even if something is missed during that nativity time it'll be caught up on
0: that's um, brilliant which is the main thing yeah i think that's one thing that i'm really looking forward to having emma i'm going to move the podcast onto the second half of it that i ask all my guests so Mm -hmm. if you have any classroom tips that you'd like to share if you have two or three yeah your top Um, classroom tips like things that you cannot like and it can be niche things it can be like literally like having your own cup (laughs) i don't know
1: (laughs) but i think the first one would definitely be the visual timetable as i said the children love it and i feel like any class i've been in that that has had one it kind of it works really well and even yeah it keeps kids on track it keeps you on track and even like for example say if i was going to do i don't know a drift observation or something at least if someone else is in my room and i'd left them to do a history lesson at least they can see oh break times after that then like so kind of yeah kind of keeps everyone kind of on the same page yeah um a counting stick as well i don't have it with me but you know what i count- i made my own counting stick before no. i think it's on my page somewhere i just use a mop pull and i kind of wrapped like yellow tape and blue tape yellow tape and blue tape like okay. one to 12. like a
0: hurley stick kind of
1: yeah exactly so i kind of I, you can use it for counting but you can also use it for like as you go up during the year to be able to use it for skip counting and like for multiplication and like i use the stick wow. a lot of the time as well just for like pointing at the board and like you can use it then like for other languages as well. And um, obviously yeah. with the infants, I just do English and Irish. But as you kind of went up, you can kind of integrate maybe do the numbers in maybe Spanish as well, or kind of German, or oh, cool. if there's children in the class from different countries that speak different languages, they can teach you get them the to kind of like if there's like a Croatian child or um, like a Polish child, they could yeah. give you how to count to ten as well. Mm-hmm. And kind of it's a good way to include them as well. It's a good way for inclusion.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so count and so counting stick and. I think kind of just decorating it in a way that kind of suits you and the kids. You know, the kind of like don't put too much into the way the classroom looks if it's not going to help the children. If that makes sense, yeah.
0: Have a functional, functional exactly. working wall.
1: Function. So, like, there's yeah. no point in having a lovely English display up if the yeah. kids never ever look at it. Yeah. Or if you don't ever change it, because if the, if you don't change it, it just becomes kind of just background for the children to be looking at. Yeah. So, kind of remembering to change your displays kind of would be another kind of tip
0: very good is there I know you mentioned your your stick your counting stick is that what you call it a counting stick
1: yeah a counting stick
0: um is there any like other resource in your classroom that you can't live without
1: um I suppose having a little bell on your desk can always help yeah uh, and even, like, a date stamper. I know it's only oh, yeah. a tiny thing, and I'm sure most people have them, but, like, it just saves so much time.
0: Totally, but yeah. Especially
1: in infants, because, like, when they're doing their work, obviously you want to get around, like, I have 26, so you want to get around to 26 and, like, yeah. as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, the date stamper, I suppose. I know it's very basic, and everyone probably has one, but... Um, yeah,
0: no, I find them really helpful.
1: Yeah, and even the, the wheels as well, the IQ wheels. I have... Yeah two actually I kind of I don't really use one of them with the infants to be honest I have a cognitive conclusion one mm-hmm. but I might actually change that to something that's similar to what you do with your whale get vocab I might change yeah. that and um, coming up with the next term mm-hmm. because I use the active race one but I the cognitive conclusion kind of it's a bit not difficult for them but some of them are a bit hard for it's the infants. beyond them yeah yeah exactly so it's kind of better to keep kind of self-assessment and peer assessment simple at that age just so they get used to it
0: yeah um,
1: so yeah they're the main ones
0: very good you um obviously teach an infant so i'm sure you have lots of funny stories but is there any in particular that's land out to you maybe if you want to share one
1: um i was teaching it was actually my junior infant's last year and i hope this is okay to say i'm sure it is um that i was teaching them about saint patrick's day i think it was it was lyle yeah. in irish and obviously there's snakes in that story yeah and a snake is a nah
0: okay okay
1: and obviously i have a mask on so i was teaching them her niva and they're all repeating to me repeating to me they're repeating a word anyway and i was like wait what is it they're saying they were saying whole niva <laughs> and then they were like yeah snakes are nacker nivas and i was like oh no i was like no i took the mask off i was like no it's na her okay Nacher. yeah and I definitely the went to saying, teacher taught us that this so that was one that kind of st- stood out to me. I do. Aww. I actually started to keep a little um, diaries in school, though, of kind of funny things they've said to me. Yeah. Um, because some of them are just hilarious. They just they don't they don't care. No, there's you
0: know. no filter. Yeah. No. I, do you know I I've had so many funny things happen as well. Probably some of them I c- probably couldn't share, but mm. I I like that you forget a lot of them too. Like I I think I want to start writing them down more. Um. Even yeah. in my notes on my phone. Um. That would be really I nice to, to look back like, on it's
1: just it's good to look back on as well yeah. if you've had like kind of a bad day you can look back and even like i had a group of children on the yard as well that's only this year a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago and they were on the hopscotch court and these are junior infants and yeah. i went out anyway and they were lying on the ground they're like teacher teacher look at our new game i was like what's your new game i'm like oh we're licking the numbers to taste all the different flavors what they were licking the ground outside. Oh, okay. They were licking them. And they were like, it's like Willy Wonka. They have different <laughs> no. flavors. I was like, no, they don't. <laughs> get off. Don't lick the floor. Or... And then the teacher ended up, I told the teacher anyway, yeah. and she ended up making the kids come down to my classroom to apologize because they were licking the ground outside. And I was like, look, if I stand on this, you're basically standing on my foot. And they're like, yeah, but your shoes, white. your shoes? Your, your shoe is clean. I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not it's clean. Not. So that was another... Not, well it was funny but it was yeah at the same time. I, couldn't, oh, I know like the masks are great for that kind of thing oh totally the laughs are just hidden thankfully
0: you would have had your first school placement without laugh um a bet without a mask
1: yeah february 2019 it was literally we started in january 2019 yeah we finished we finished on valentine's day and then literally two weeks later we were locked down basically so we got one normal placement oh my
0: which God.
1: was mad to think that it, that was my only normal placement the whole time yeah. Um but yeah, that was good. I'd force pass for that one and they kind of you see I didn't even know that it wasn't gonna be the same the whole time, so obviously I just took yeah. it for granted. Um, that's
0: mad. Like for me yeah. now, like I've never thought without a mask.
1: Yeah, it's good though for puppets. Like I have Finn on, my puppet for Guelga. Oh, like yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do when <laughs> when the masks are gone. Because honestly, the even like the kids know that it's me, but like at the same time, at least the mask covers it. Um, yeah. So, I don't know what I'm going to do when the masks are gone. i like, oh, well, actually, for Finn on to work, my mouth has to be covered because he likes his mouth to be the only one on show or something like that. <laughs> but I'll have to come up with something. I'll have to have a keep a box mask just for so fun. They're going
0: to have to learn why are those people call that speech.
1: ventriloquism, yeah. Be a, a teacher and a ventriloquist. So you
0: are going to be doing CPD courses now to be a ventriloquist. I know. Um, oh, that's you know, so funny. Truck
1: grant.
0: yeah um Emma is there a quote that you live by
1: um I like the one you'll be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind my brother actually has it uh, in a frame in his room oh. because it's kind of important to remember that when you're teaching as well because yeah a lot of the time and even on like the teacher Instagram pages I know they're brilliant for kind of sharing resources and getting resources but then sometimes kind of things can happen where kind of people don't agree with what you might have said yeah. or kind of
0: it gets it, heated it, kind of happens
1: at, it happens in real life and kind of yeah. online kind of just remembering that like if like if it doesn't affect other people if it doesn't affect you, you know, other kind of way like yeah. kind of just remember be yourself because mm-hmm. if people like you for who you are that's it and if they don't there's many there's seven billion people in the world I think like that's
0: that kind of way. Yeah, yeah I think that's really important uh, for children to also know as well mm because like oh, especially for teenagers like in secondary school like you feel like the people in your year group are the only people that you're ever going to know
1: mm-hmm. do you know what I mean I and even yeah and even but even in my in my senior instance like there's some of them that are already kind of very apprehensive to get up in front of everybody because they'll say oh but what if they laugh at me I'm like it's so young to be feeling that way like they're yeah. five and six yeah. And so I'm kind of trying to get them to do kind of loads of drama and kind of loads of kind of...
0: Confidence you know, building.
1: ...friendship and kind of, like, respect and that kind of thing, just because yeah. they don't really seem to have... It might be to do with COVID as COVID. well and not being able to have as many friends.
0: Or be around people.
1: Of, yeah, trying to build up their confidence, kind of just getting them to kind of be happy in who they are because yeah. some of them, sadly... Not that they're not happy, but, you know, the kind of way that they kind of are a bit apprehensive and would be very self-conscious, even from that age. Whereas, like, I don't ever ever remember being kind of self-conscious till i was about maybe 10 or 11
0: yeah it's not in the yeah um, no no yeah totally not yeah i think it i think it to be honest with you it probably is around the area of covid um yeah like i know just from chatting to one of my a friend a family friend of mine um they mind children and the children that they like they take in like to mind um you know they're not used to being around new people yeah. and their babies just cry so you know it, it
1: yeah, it's going to be a knock on effect for a long time i think yeah i
0: think a lot of research just, will come out with in terms uh, of exactly. education
1: there's a lot of like kind of mindfulness work that we can do to kind of try and combat it but i don't i don't i think they will still be impacted by it like for years to come and yeah. even like educationally and like socially and emotionally it's all going kind to of have a uh, kind of a knock on effect yeah. don't mean to be all doom and gloom but <laughs> it probably I will yeah um, but we can try help, of course.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Emma, um, is there anything that you'd like to ask me?
1: Um, so, as you said, you kind of hope to get your own class for September. Yeah. Is there any kind of particular class that you want to teach and why do you think...
0: I actually don't know, is the answer what age group. Now, I'm going into 10 weeks of Id- infants and in advanced school placement, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'm going to come out at the end of that being like, oh my God, I love infants. But I really yeah. enjoy the senior end at the same time. I really enjoyed my placement with fourth. I loved my placement with sixth. If I was to really consider myself in an age it would probably be fourth class, third, yeah, fourth. Like the age. Yeah, or sixth. Or it could be infants. So I, I really don't know. So it's know. hard to
1: know because, see, I kind of, I I think I'm much more geared towards the kind of younger end. Like, whereas, like, when I got off of my job, the principal said, it's actually, it's for sixth class or first class. And I said to him, I was like, oh, can I please have the first? And he was like, oh, why would you not like to teach six? I was like, not that I wouldn't like to teach them. I'd just rather teach first because I because ha- I just had infants. Yeah. He ended up switching to infants anyway, so it suited me. But I yeah. find... Like, I don't enjoy teaching six as much. It's, it's mad how different people are, how they kind yeah. of have their, kind of where they're more comfortable. But you kind yeah. of, as you haven't had your infant placement yet, so no. I suppose you don't know which one you prefer yet.
0: No, I, I have to say now, when I found out I was teaching six for SP2, I was like, oh my God, am I going to be able for this? And... Mm. I loved it. I just love the relationship building with them, the conversations yeah. that you can have, you know, how much potential they have. Not that, like, not that ev- any other age group has potential, of course they do, but when they're in six, they're just they're the top of the school and, you know, they're moving on into secondary school and it's preparing them for that big change they're going to make. And yeah. I really Like your feel... big
1: change you're going to make next year, like your big PME to NQ teaching.
0: Yeah, I know it's all ahead of me. Yeah, Emma, thanks so much for joining me on this episode. If you want to maybe finish it off and um, say where maybe listeners can find you. Um, and yeah, thanks so much.
1: Thank you. Um. So basically, yeah, my Instagram is at Moontore Emma. And there's two underscores at the end because Moontore Emma on its own was gone. So if it's Moontore Emma with two underscores on the end, I'm kind of, yeah, on my page. I kind of just share what I'm doing in my class. I'm not kind of as active now as I was probably before I started teaching it's just so hectic but hopefully as kind of time goes on I can get back to posting a bit more um so yeah and thanks so many for having me Hayley all of these have been absolutely wonderful and so helpful to everyone and um, thanks Emma thanks so many for doing it